Hello and welcome to the B&B Show. I'm Andy Blaylock, joined by... Kim Bissell. Hi. Oh, nice. To, isn't he supposed to go in the block? He is, but we are having difficulties technically with it. Oh. <laughs> well, that works. His kappa was detated. There you go. We'll just get him off the screen then. Oh, there we go. That boy. boy. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we Here we go. We have a mystery go. for you today. I love yes. this thing. Yes, it could be it used for so many things. It broke a second ago. We have a live studio audience with us today. And they broke it. And they no, no they, they didn't. It was they're delightful. We, it's our fault. It's always our fault. Um, we're going to jump right into it today. This is something that was brought to me by a very dear friend. Very important subject. And honestly, this is something I was thinking about a few weeks ago because I was reading a certain psalm and psalms basically that really impressed on me. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Certain truths, but I'll start with a story. You want to start with a story? I like stories. Is you remember Juana? Yeah, I remember Juana. Do you remember Juana Campout? Oh, how well, back in the '90s, we were allowed to get away with things with kids that we could never get away with now. There are permission slips and authorization. We took kids out into the woods and played a game called Capture the Flag. Wooden is it? In midnight, yep. with no supervision, and that was great times. But we were happy then. I was happy. Well, I remember one time uh, we were doing Capture the Flag. Yes. Um, and I remember uh, going with my leader, and there was a very clear, predetermined path. You know, mm-hmm. there was, I could tell this was a road that was very worn. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, follow me, Andy, because we got to make our way back to the campsite. Because we went like a mile or two away. So right. we were out. I remember those paths. Yes, those, those <laughs> wonderful paths. But the problem is, um, you know, I, I was following the guy, but he's like, stay close to me, stay close to me. And I kind of rolled my eyes as yeah. an Awana kid back. This, oh, I can see the road, dummy. I'm not, I'm not stupid. <laughs> it's right there. Anyone oh, but can wait, fall. there's more. <laughs> well, wait, there's more. So we keep going, we going. And then I noticed that the road was starting to dissipate a little bit. Yeah. Starting to get more wooded, a little mm-hmm. more strange. So then I started to become a little uh, nervous. What's going on here? He's going to lead me to die. So then eventually, <laughs> as he keeps going, the road literally just stops. And it's not his fault. Like, the mm-hmm. road just stops. I don't know if all these people evaporated or they were partially raptured or they got eaten by a bear. Right. Of course, my young mind is thinking, like, where are the human bones? Like, why is the road stop here? <laughs> but he said, listen, there's still a path ahead, but you have to trust me. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. now at this point, I was terrified because there was no road. Because for most of the time, I didn't really care what this guy had to say. Right. Because mm-hmm. like, I can see the road. It's fine. But everything changed when I was walking without a road, mm-hmm. when the road stops. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today is a lot of us are on a predestined path especially when you're in middle school, high school. But what happens when the road stops? What happens when you don't have a plan? Do I look like a guy who has a plan? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) There's one of your references. But, you know, we look and others beside us, but all of our roads are unique. But Mm -hmm. there comes a point in our life where faith truly is day by day because now there's no more looking ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, you're a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Shepherds could only have enough light to see the very next step in front of them. That's exactly right. What happens in your life when you have no clear direction? Yeah, that's, that's you know, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I'll, I see your story and I'll raise you, <laughs> you another, another story. <laughs> I too was on an Awana camp out and I too was playing capture the flag. Terribly. I, Terribly. Did, I did a bad job. And, um, but the same, uh, I got lost. Um, with a really? certain leader. We, what if uh, this is the same guy? Could be. Does he still work um, at Beacon? <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, <laughs> That's um, probably why. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I snatched the flag. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I got, got it. I got it. I got tagged, but I didn't care. I still kept going with the flag. I cheated. <laughs> Buskid. Yep. Oh, yeah. Buskid. So I ran down this path 
And very quickly, as I ran down the path, the same exact thing happened. Mm. It started closing in. You the know, bushes are Instead bushier. of going through this little path, now the palm fronds are starting to encap- you know, You're like, oh, boy. Man and, does not dwell here. And then I, uh, one of the leaders that was on my team met me, and we were both lost in Jonathan Dickinson for like four hours or five hours wow. or six hours, something like that. We just got, he just said, we got to keep pressing. There was not a path. No. Not a path at all. I just had to trust the leader. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go home. I just want to have some more or five or nine. Yeah, and your life changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Your perspective changes. I'll never forget that. Your priorities change, everything. When Mm -hmm. there's no clear path in front of you. it's. I'll put it this way, very simply. There came a part in my life, and it's going to happen to every single person, anyone listening, and for us too. Not just even college or post-college, but even in your adult life where God always brings us to the place where eventually we look at people and we simply say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Andy, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. Every single great man and woman in Scripture got to the place, God led them to the place where they literally could look up and say, I, I don't know. Not I have sure. no answers for you. Mm-hmm. But you know that's what God wants, that that's intentional. Mm-hmm. And we think that's a bad thing. Yeah. And we don't have answers, especially other people. When people ask you questions and you don't have answers for them, they're like, well, then you clearly are lost or you don't know what you're doing. Or, But mm-hmm. actually, God wants to lead you to the place where you say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he does. Um, a few weeks ago, I mean, I wept when I read this. But Psalm 13, um, David said, how long will thou forget me, O Lord? That's a strong indictment, right? right? How long will I forget me? Mm-hmm. God has forgotten you. How long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Mm -hmm. Having sorrow in my heart daily, how long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? I mean, this was a broken man who had no answers, hiding in a cave. He'd been through some things. He'd been through some things. And he said, consider and hear me, O Lord my God, lighten my eyes, lest my enemies say I prevailed against him. But then I like this, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. What happened was David realized his perspective changed. He said, I am trusting in thy mercy. He came mm-hmm. to the place where he realized he had no answers. He had no solutions. He had mm-hmm. nothing to offer. But he said, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice, even in these trying times where there's yeah. no answers, right? So we're going to go over that. But there's three things, I think, that we're going to kind of leapfrog with yeah. about, this, about this idea of Living a life day by day, step by step, mm-hmm. when there's no clear direction. What happens when the road stops, mm-hmm. when you stop having answers? Number one, I think, is a lesson about preparation. And you know, I can let you go with this, Kevin, first if you want, unless you want me to go first. No, you, you go ahead. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, but um, I want you to remember this. All right, preparation occurs just as much when we wait on God as when we serve God. Mm-hmm. A lot of times Ooh. we think we, you know, we're being prepared as we're serving and we're, we're making plans for our life and we're doing all these things for the Lord. But preparation is happening just as much when we're standing still, mm-hmm. if not more so. Right. We have no idea what happened with the first 30 years of Christ's life. Right. And we know only about the three years of ministry that he had. Mm-hmm. But we know that we had a B&B show the other day, yeah. that he increased in stature and favor with God and man. Mm-hmm. And God prepared his own son during those 30 years quietly. He was waiting right. on his Father and on the Lord. And just as much preparation goes on in your heart, when you are waiting on him, waiting to see where he leads you, I think actually more so because you yeah. are trusting him, you are standing still in his will. Mm-hmm. Someone once said that you need to learn to stand still in his will because it's that time you can meditate, mm-hmm. that you can focus, that you can make sure you have the right priorities. So when God does lead you through the right door, you know what it is and you walk through it. 
I don't think it's an accident, by the way, that God decided to test his disciples in the middle of the sea. Mm -hmm. Do you ever wonder that? Like, why the ocean? Why was it then this big storm? We're all going to (laughs) die. Why? You know, personally, I believe, Kevin, why? Why? It's because the sea was their wheelhouse. They were fishermen. Bring they were in experts you. in the sea, and even in the place where they thought, oh, I know this, I have control over this, then God said, no, I will bring you to the end of yourself yes. in your place of comfort. Are you listening? Right. <laughs> but yes. that is where they excelled at, right? Mm-hmm. And still they had no answer. Still their experience, their knowledge, their abilities were not enough, and that's where God wants us to be, at a loss oh, yeah. for him. You know? Take the last minute and rewind it. I, that's not often I say that. <laughs> that was that was so good. That was their that was where they were comfortable. Yes, that was where they knew Confident. what they were doing. That's where they had authority. Even they yes. knew how to to run all that stuff. But yes. then God said, "I'll take your little plan and throw <laughs> it on your little plan and turn it right but on." But you yourself. think about what Brother Andy was just saying. There's a lot of good company uh, on waiting on the Lord. Yeah, you think about this man. Have you ever heard of a man? A man I can't talk today. A man, a man. Red red leather, leather, leather. (laughs) Red leather, yellow leather. A man named Moses. Okay, you ever heard of him? Yes. Moses. He uh, was 40 years in the wilderness by himself. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew who he was. No. Nobody knew his education. Nobody knew really his name. He was out there on the backside of the desert with a bunch of animals. He was being a shepherd. Yeah. That, That requires a lot of waiting, but... I want you to know something. A lot of times, God's will, you don't find it, but it's thrust upon you. Yes. Um, you're like, you're trying to find it, but all of a sudden the door opens. Okay, so for Moses, in his case, well, here's the burning bush, and then you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Then there's a man named David. You ever heard of him? Yes. David, Once. okay. Yeah. A couple times. Maybe. He's mentioned a lot in Maybe, the Maybe, possibly. Um, he was also somebody who was waiting on the Lord. You know, he'd been anointed by Samuel, yep. and then what? You yep. know, he's waiting, he's out there, he's keeping the sheep, yeah. and again, one day, as he, he's, it's an ordinary day that has had something extraordinary happen in it. Yes. And, and time and time again, and your dad talked about this, you know, you have a lot of days, but you only, in the Bible, you hear just about a few things. Yes. But, you that know, was a great message. It was a great message. So yeah. David, off keeping the sheep, when all of a sudden Jesse says, take the Doritos, take the popcorn... <laughs> Just kidding. It's parched <laughs> yeah. corn and, and the 10 cheeses. Close enough. <laughs> so Cheez-Its and popcorn is what I say. Yeah. Um, it's the Kevin version. Take it to your brothers. As he is walking and listening and doing what he's supposed to do, all of a sudden God gives him out of seemingly nowhere the next step. Yeah. There he sees in the Valley of Elah the nine foot six Goliath, who is a really large man. Yeah. And then the next step is taking, and so we're waiting. And, you yeah. know, it's a lesson when you don't know what's going to happen next. That it's the most difficult part of, of your journey with the Lord is waiting on the Lord. Yeah, it it, is. it's the wait. But and, you know, God was preparing him, even though David didn't know exactly. Because if he was line. the wrong kind of man, if you heard those words of Goliath, yeah, all those men heard the words of Goliath. And were like, eh. Right? Yeah, they we all do. were like, we're more afraid for our life than the fact that he's blaspheming our God. Yeah. But all the while, God's preparing the shepherd boy yeah. that when he hears the words of blasphemy, he goes, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The heart of a king already. God knows how to prepare. Yeah. Um, there's, it's, un, it's unconscious preparation. He, he yes. prepares you. Uh, Pastor Sexton used to say something, and uh, I love when he, when he said this. This is for that. Yeah. You ever heard him say that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's circumstances and things that happen in our life, and we're not sure, like, why does this happen? Well, later down the road, you're like, oh. That's why. That's why that that's happened. Why. Yeah. Yeah. We were very aimless when we graduated through college. I mean, yeah. honestly. Well, those were some of the lowest years of my life. When yep. I walked, and I was still up there in Tennessee. Tenure college grads, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. just talk about us. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to. <laughs> Everything's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, going to no. be terrible. No, uh, th- that was the lowest point of my life because I was told a lot of things. People yeah. were, you know, I was finally growing into my ears. You yeah. know, my head was getting bigger. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so symmetrical now. I know it. But those are the times where I thought I had expectations and, and God said, no, no. We're going to have to go through the wilderness a little bit. Yep. But he was preparing and working. And I look back at that time. Yes, it was a low time, but it was a God, time that God was working on me and preparing yes. me for what he had next. Yes. Even though I didn't know what it was, he, you know, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. They got into the ship, and yep. there was a storm. But the Bible says, inevitably, when they got to the other side. Yep. That's and exactly they didn't right. exactly know what was going to happen. No. But with Jesus in the boat, they're going to get where they're going. Amen. So. That's right. So that's preparation. Preparation. Now this one's a little... You have to say it with a funny accent. Preparation. Yes. Um, this one is a little spicy. I like spicy I like ones. caliente. I like... No, I don't. You can do the spice. I, I love can't. spice. I can't handle spice. Well, actually, I can. It depends. Anyway, <laughs> preparation, the spicy one. And this also is a lesson of expectation. Ooh. I want you to remember this. I want you to write this down. You're writing this down. Write this down. The live audience is starting to... I'm, I'm talking to people on the camera. <laughs> and they're like, he's looking at us! Um, <laughs> I want you to remember this phrase. Faithfully having patience in God. Faithfully called, having patience, patience in, in God, God. Is called expectation. Expectation. Okay. Hastily passing around God is called desperation. Say that one more time. So haste, faithfully having patience in God is called expectation. Mm-hmm. Hastily passing around God is called desperation. And I think of someone like Abraham. God said, Abraham, I will provide this for you. I'm going to do this for you. And he had expectation. He said he looked ahead to the promise. Mm -hmm. But then one day he woke up, and I don't know, he didn't eat his Wheaties or something, and he decided the panic set in. I'm done with waiting. (laughs) I need to make this thing happen. I I can no longer wait on God. Mm -hmm. And his expectation turned to desperation. Mm. And that's when we make mistakes. How about that? That's when we fall apart, when we, we have desires and dreams and goals. We have expectation. And these are things God gave us. These aren't bad things. These are good things. But the problem is the things we look forward to, the mm-hmm. things we plan, the things we prepare, if we try to skip a step mm-hmm. or not wait on God's timing, then it turns to desperation. Um, I'm going to read you a little something real quick. James 1, I love this book, Joms. A servant of God and of the Lord Jesus to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad greeting. My brethren, our flesh hates this verse, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience, allow it, mm-hmm. let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Here's the problem with expectation. We all have dreams and desires and goals, right? Yep. Some of our young people are very ambitious in a great way. In mm-hmm. fact, I encourage that because Proverbs says where there is no vision, the people perish. If you don't have a desire, a dream, a goal, an ambition, pray to God to give you one because that's what gives you your, you know, the, the love of Christ constraineth us, mm-hmm. right? We need to have a motivation to get up every day. I remember when I um, finished college, I went through a lull where I just, laid around the house. I didn't really get ready. I didn't, it was just very toxic and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then a very wise man told me, he's like, you need to wake up like you got a purpose. Mm-hmm. Get up early in the morning, read your Bible, take a shower, cleanse yourself. No, <laughs> exercise, do th- be a blessing, find a way to actually be a blessing. Wake up every morning like you have a purpose and God will give you a purpose. Yeah. And that changed my whole perspective. But here's the question about expectation. Um, what is more important to you? 
Is completeness in Christ really your end goal? If that's mm-hmm. what you want, I want to be complete in Christ. It says that, let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Mm-hmm. So if that's really what you want in your life, then the answer is you have to wait. Mm-hmm. You have to exercise patience. What is better, to be successful mm-hmm. or to be satisfied? Because we try to equate those two things. Well, I will be satisfied when I'm successful. Not the same thing. Never happens. Mm-hmm. Even lost people. I don't know if Donald Trump saved you know, that controversial YouTube comment, but I don't know. But even someone of his lack of spiritual understanding, whether he's saved or not, says that everything that I've accomplished does not bring satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking for? Is it success or satisfaction? Do you want to flourish in this life? Or do you want to be fulfilled in the next life? Do you want to cultivate all your dreams? Or do you wish to be content, even during diverse temptations? It says here to count it all joy. Listen up. Yeah, count it all joy. Why would you be happy during diverse temptations? What kind of sick sadist Mm -hmm. would enjoy going through temptations? He's actually enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) He's enjoying it. Make it stop. But the work of preparation... And this expectation in your heart brings God the most glory. When you exercise patience and waiting on him, we think we're not doing anything for God. But actually, in fact, you're showing and demonstrating even more faith and more glory to him. We think that fulfillment and joy and satisfaction, all that, comes with accomplishment. Mm -hmm. A very good friend of mine once said to me, jokingly, that my worth is not found in the things that I'm able to accomplish. You know, that is, that is not my value. And they're absolutely right. It's not mm-hmm. in achieving the things we're reaching for. God wants you to have satisfaction and fulfillment and joy and contentment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and expectation can turn into desperation if we're not careful. Um, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was thinking as you're reading that verse, I thought of another verse because the Bible says it better than I could say it or he could say it. Yeah. Um, here's what it says in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful yeah. verse. Yeah. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Watch this now. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Yeah. Watch this. It just keeps going. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Yes. And patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Mm. And so a faith, you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. A faith that has not been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Ooh. A faith that's not been tested cannot be trusted. Yeah. Okay? And I heard one preacher said, one, one loud preacher, a good friend, he goes, if you want to have a testimony... You have to go through a test, otherwise you are test a phony. <laughs> the deep things, so simple yet so profound. It was like, what did you just say? What did <laughs> what you did say? You <laughs> <laughs> there but it is. There, seriously, though, yeah, no, a, a testimony. Right. There's that word test. Yes, you know, don't be a test a phony. Be a testimony, test. and that requires test. Yeah, amen. And so it requires waiting. Yeah. And I know of some people right now, right now, I'm thinking of somebody very specifically that they're trying to push a door open that God yep. has closed at the moment. Yep, yep. You've Absolutely. got to wait and let God do what he's going to do. Yeah. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He, he's not 
you know, slipped up. He's not tired. He's yeah. not off on vacation. Yep. He's not on sabbatical. He's not yeah. off playing a round of golf. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not looking to go get an ice yeah. latte to chill out just a little bit. He knows exactly what is going on. And that includes the times when we have to wait. Yeah. He's still in control. And he still knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, amen. Elijah wasn't discouraged when he was standing on the altar and all the enemies of God were calling for his head. Mm-hmm. He was discouraged and despaired even of life when he was alone by yeah. a tree, by himself, waiting yeah. on God. Mm-hmm. But then God spoke to him, not in the on the hurricane, not in the earthquake, but in the still small voice. Right. It is in the quiet moments, in the stillness of your life, that God's power can be seen mm-hmm. more than ever. Can I say something to you real quick um, to everyone? Is anybody going to stop you? I, no. Probably. Surely I'm not. Hopefully not. Maybe they'll just click the X. I want you to just remember this. Um, <laughs> preparation is patient, patience with God, right? Mm-hmm. But expectation is being patient with yourself. Can I just ask you to please be patient with yourself? You know, it's difficult for us to understand just how much our society puts pressure on us, the mm-hmm. expectation, our parents, our siblings, our society. And sometimes we are led to desperation because of the pressure around us, because mm-hmm. we want to measure up to some kind of arbitrary value that someone else has set up. Yeah. But God wants you to be patient in him, mm-hmm. but he also wants you to be patient with yourself. He says, he that begun a good work in you shall perform it. To the day of Jesus Christ, you are a work in progress, yes, and allow God to cause you to stand still and grow. Because a lot of times, man, when you're standing still, people are like, what are you doing? Move. Do something. What what is wrong with you? And so then that's why we tend to do something in haste, not just because of ourselves, because of people around us. Right. That's true. So be patient with God, but also be patient with yourself. Um, I, I want to encourage that because sometimes, I don't know, Brother Kevin, you, but sometimes I, it feels difficult to feel my age. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 35, I'm 36. I still <laughs> feel like a teenager. Yeah, me, me and, too. And, and we're not saying knees. that as a joke like we're so immature, which we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not just that. It's just uh, dad is 60. Love you, dad. 60-something. I don't remember. 62, 63. And to me, he's one of the most youthful spirits yeah. I've ever met, right? And if you ask him, he goes, I still feel like a kid. Your flesh reminds you how yes. old you are. My right. stomach's in knots right now. Like, your flesh will remind you, oh, buddy, you ain't 16. Yeah, my knees feel... Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> hurts. How do you explain your 30s? Everything hurts. Check um, engine light. How does on. you explain your 60s? I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's the thing. Like, our body reminds us our age, but not our mind. I, I still feel sometimes right. like we're a young person, right? And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ said, did you become as a little child? We are supposed to always remember that we are a work in progress. We're ne- we've never arrived. Mm-hmm. We're never like, oh, I feel like I'm an adult now. If you do feel that way, you're probably not one. Right? I don't feel like an adult. It's okay if you feel like More, I'm young, I'm yeah. experienced, I, I, I still feel like a kid. That's okay in my mind because, you know what, you're, we're all still growing in the Lord. And if we thought we've arrived, we haven't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're running out of time. The very last thing. Tell us. Preparation, expectation, and then finally, and this one is really important. I hope we have enough time, is a lesson of validation. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, Mr. Kevin. The yes. problem is we equate value with vocation, mm-hmm. what we do. Um, our waiting determines our worth. I think we forget that what we experience, what we witness is just as important as our walk. Because mm-hmm. what are we really? What are we really in the Lord? It's very simple. We are witnesses. Mm-hmm. That's what apostle, apostle means. 
We are trophies of his grace. We are to be, to be displayed to the world, and people are to see what Christ has done in mm-hmm. us, right? We are trophies of his grace and what we've experienced in Jesus Christ. It's both about what we do, but listen, it's also about what you demonstrate. And sometimes what we are waiting faithfully for God to move in our lives, when we're just sitting here waiting mm-hmm. for God, what we're doing is demonstrating the faith and the patience that gives us far more glory and honor to God mm-hmm. than even if we were busily acting serving, just doing something in his name. Don't you remember this? Waiting is a form of worship. Yes. It is a way to demonstrate your love and your trust in God, and it is a disservice to him when we want to skip that. Mm-hmm. We want to just get to the next part, the next level, because somehow we think waiting makes us less than yeah. or something's wrong. And it's, it's, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. I mean, God was being honored just as much, if not more, in the years of obscurity, yeah. like you mentioned, with Moses or David or Hannah or Esther or John. Yeah. Don't let other people or yourself convince yourself that the season of life that you're in, where the road is gone and you don't know where you're going and you don't know what's going to happen, that somehow you're giving less glory to God. It's the opposite. You're giving even more glory to God mm-hmm. in a wonderful way. So. so let me give you a couple quick things as we're wrapping up very quick. I was thinking about this. What could we take away? What applications? Well, it's a lesson, of course. We've said it a bunch of times in this podcast. It's a lesson yeah. of waiting. You've got, you've got to learn to wait, and that's the hardest part in the Christian life sometimes is waiting on God's timeline, but his timeline yeah. is always, always perfect. It's a lesson of waiting. It's a lesson of walking. Yeah. Keep staying faithful. Yeah. You know, I, I know that Joseph knew that God had a plan for him, mm-hmm. but maybe he didn't think that when he was <laughs> in the prison. Where am I? Yeah, some, yeah. some Bible teachers say he was in jail in the prison for up to 10 years, yeah. forgotten. Just about, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But he remained faithful, so keep walking. Um, it's a lesson of being in the Word, yeah. all right? Stay close to the Lord, be in His Word. Yeah. It's a lesson of worship. I can go on. Lots of W good words. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and then one, it's a lesson of watching. Yes. Because one day you're going to be watch, walking along, being faithful, and all of a sudden a door is going to open, and then you'll know. Yeah, you will. And God knows exactly what He's doing. And by the way, this season won't always end. There's always going to be parts in your life where you'll be waiting on God. Yeah. I am right now. People ask me all the time, what are you going to do about your child? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still in that part of my life. When, when mom passed away and, I, and we went to, after we went to Outback and we all kind of had our tears and all that, I was alone with dad. And I remember he's like, dad, what are we going to do? And he looked with me with tears in his eyes. Yeah. He said, I don't know. Yeah. But God does. Amen. And every day God led him and strengthened him and me because I said, I don't know how we're going to make it another day. Mm-hmm. But God knows. So it's okay to say, I don't know. That's exactly where he wants you to be. Because then you say, I don't know. But he does. But he does. You know? I'll leave you with this, and then we'll be done. This is what I read last week, and it was Psalm 25. And I love this verse. It says, Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Amen. All the strength, all the encouragement, all the joy, all the purpose that you need can be found in simply waiting on God. Your mm-hmm. worth is found in your waiting. So That's right. we don't know, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who holds tomorrow. That's a good song. We should yes. sing that sometime. Yeah, Not yes, today yes. or ever, but Not that's today. okay. We're out of time. As always, get on Facebook and get your face. Not banjo. Okay. <laughs> on the book. Or, that's Get off Facebook, get your face in the book. Okay, yeah. okay bye. Bye. Yeah, can we throw this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs>